0: I like to cook, and the one thing I've come to learn is that the best way to improve the flavor of any dish is to make sure you're using high quality ingredients, which is why I love using ButcherBox to get all my meat, poultry, and fish products. They are far and away the best option out there, so if you haven't yet ordered from them, I highly encourage you to give them a try today. Not only do they give you tons of options, you can get any cut you want and it's always top of the line. But It's also way more convenient than going to the butcher or grocery store. They always provide free delivery right to your door. They have awesome ribeyes, strip steaks, and steak tips that have all the right marbling, chicken wings, breasts, and thighs full of flavor, and their fish is all wild caught with no additives. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of those premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash scarymysteries and use code scarymysteries to choose your free offer and get $20 off. So one more time, because this is key. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef Three pounds of chicken thighs or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code Scary Mysteries get $20 off your first box. Hi listeners, I'm Vanessa Richardson, host of the podcast Serial Killers. Like many of you, I'm fascinated by the darker side of humanity. What causes someone to develop such deadly desires and why they decide to act on them? For the past six years i've been able to explore these curiosities weekly tapping into the mental states of the world's most notorious killers examining their backgrounds and habits searching for answers if you haven't had a chance to check out our show there's truly no better time to dive in with hundreds of episodes to binge and new ones released weekly serial killers is the perfect podcast for any avid true crime fan Follow Serial Killers on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Scary Mysteries, brought to you by New Dawn Films. Every Monday, we'll tell you about topics that range from serial killers and UFOs to unexplained mysteries, ghosts, and everything in between. If it's scary and it's mysterious, then we've got you covered. And check us out on YouTube as well if you want to watch each episode. Thanks for tuning in. top five most sadistic serial killers still at large. Globally it's estimated that a murder happens approximately every 60 seconds. Many of them happen for reasons like survival, revenge, and rage, but sometimes there are people who murder in order to satisfy far more sinister desires. The next five people committed heinous crimes. They mercilessly attacked, tortured and killed their victims without any sense of remorse and every single one of them is still out there enjoying a life of freedom. They may be planning their next attack or maybe even be someone you know personally. These are the top 5 most sadistic serial killers still at large. Number 5. The Vending Machine Murders At 52 years old, Haru Otsu had a typical morning He was going fishing and before he set out visited one of the many vending machines found on almost every corner in Japan. He bought a couple of beverages called Orinamen C, a vitamin infused drink that was his favorite. Once out fishing, he drank his second bottle and halfway through began to feel sick. By the afternoon he was rushed to the hospital suffering from severe stomach pains and the next night he was pronounced dead. He was the first victim of the Japanese vending machine killer. Also known as the Paraquat Murders, the vending machine killer hunted innocent victims by lacing drinks with the poisonous herbicide Paraquat. This substance is also commonly used in suicides, and if ingested in ample dosage, victims will start feeling nauseous before they begin vomiting. Over time, it will cause lung congestion and convulsions, ultimately leading to death. The first murder happened on April 30th, 1985, in Fukuyama, Hiroshima. After Haru, 11 more people were killed using poisoned drinks between September 11th and November 17th that year. The killer's M.O. would be to place the drink nearer inside the vending machine dispenser. Once the victim buys a drink, he or she would find two drinks instead of the one. They would simply think they got lucky and not consider the danger of taking the extra drink. After a million or so warning stickers were posted all around Japan on nearly every vending machine, the murders finally stopped after the 12th victim. To date, no one has been captured for the crime. In fact, this rogue killer is still at large and continues to inspire a host of copycats and people looking to commit suicide in the same manner of poisoning. Number 4. The Long Island Serial Killer Considered to be one of the most prolific, unknown serial killers in the history of New York, the case of the Long Island serial killer continues to baffle people even after two decades. It started with a hunt for a missing escort named Shannon Gilbert, who was last seen running around the Long Island neighborhood of Oak Beach in a blind panic on May 1st, 2010. Instead of finding Shannon, the police found another young woman's dead body. They then widened the search grid and surprisingly found three more bodies, all of them young women. As the search continued, authorities eventually turned up a total of 10 bodies, but they believe the killer is responsible for more. Currently, there are over 10 to 17 deaths associated with the Long Island serial killer. The majority of the victims were women involved in the sex trade, and all had advertised their business on Craigslist. It is believed that the killer's M.O. included luring these women to his car and then brutally strangling them while he raped them. He then dismembered their bodies before placing them inside burlap sacks and throwing them into the shrubbery along stretches of Gilgo Beach, Long Island. Most of the remains were left undiscovered for years, even decades, until the search for Shannon. Among the victims was an Asian male who had been wearing women's clothes. There was also a woman and her toddler daughter as well. Because they went undiscovered for so long, many of the bodies still remain unidentified. Right now, the case is still open. Police have no leads as to the identity of the killer, but believe he resided in Long Island, but might have possibly left after the intense media scrutiny of the case. They also profiled him as a white man in his 20s to 40s, who at some point had access to burlap sacks, which the killer used to stuff most of the victims in. As of 2015, the FBI has been officially asked to join the case, but because the murders are of prostitutes and not ordinary working people, they most likely will remain on the sidelines. Unless the murders continue or new evidence is discovered, it's likely the Long Island serial killer will never be caught. Number 3, the Monster of Florence. Florence, Italy is a place that conjures up romance, beauty and intrigue, but a dark shadow is cast on the city between 1968 and 1985 when citizens were under siege by a killer known as the Monster of Florence. This serial killer managed to commit around 16 murders during that time span, most of which were couples. The Monster of Florence aka Il Mostro, would stalk and then attack cozy couples in secluded spots, shooting them first with a 22 caliber Beretta and then disfiguring them with stab wounds before mutilating the woman's sexual organs. The woman's genitals were surgically sliced and removed, and the breasts cut off to be taken as trophies. Police initially thought his first victims were teenage sweethearts, Pascual and Stefania, who were killed in 1974. The two were parked in a secluded country lane having sex inside their car when they were attacked. Both were shot dead, and Stefania's body was disfigured with 97 stab wounds. Her body was then sodomized with a grapevine, and her private regions cut out. However, it seems El Mastro had killed several years earlier in 1968, when a philandering wife and her lover were shot dead in the car using the same 22 caliber Beretta. The woman's son was sleeping in the back seat and left alive, but was too traumatized to recall anything that had happened. A man was charged, and he even confessed to the killing, but nevertheless the crimes continued even while he was in prison. Il Mostro piled on more victims in the following years, killing twice in 1981 and once between 1982 and 1985. His last known victims were a foreign couple, Their bodies remained undiscovered for some time, so the killers sent a letter to the state prosecutor's office along with a piece of the victim's breast, taunting them about finding the bodies. Some of the victims had shared with their friends or co-workers about seeing or even being bothered by an odd or unpleasant man prior to their murders. These led investigators to believe the monster most likely stalked his victims beforehand. There were plenty of suspects, and some were even charged and later on acquitted, so the monster of Florence still remains free. If he's alive, he's suspected to be around 60 to 75 years old. As recently as 2014, a string of murders happening to prostitutes called the Crucifixion Killings in Florence has women being raped, tortured, and killed in horrific manners. It has many people believing the monster might be back. The murders are so severe that one woman even died of sheer fright when she suffered a heart attack while she was forced to watch her own mutilation. Number 2. Highway of Tears On a 450-mile stretch of Highway 16 that winds around the center of British Columbia, 18 women have disappeared. The locals call the stretch of road connecting Prince George and Prince Rupert the Highway of Tears. Most of these girls were indigenous, living on impoverished Indian reserves and isolated towns in the area. The disappearances over the highway have gone on for over four decades, beginning in 1969 and happening most recently as 2011. Many of the girls were hitchhiking when they disappeared, however some were simply near the highway or at a service station. Although the official number of victims, according to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, is 18, they believe the number could be far higher, reaching upwards of 43 and possibly more. Among the victims were 16-year-old Ramona Wilson, who disappeared when she left for her home to attend a dance in June 1994. Her remains were found 10 months later, close to a nearby airport by a couple of guys on an ATV ride. Another victim, Tamara Chipman, was a 22-year-old mother who was last seen hitchhiking on the highway. Madison Scott was another. She was 20 years old and camping near the highway when she went missing in 2011. One of the main suspects is a young man named Cody Legebikov. In 2010, when Cody was just 20 years old, he was pulled over on the Highway of Tears for driving erratically. When officers approached the car, they found Cody with blood smears on his face and legs and a pool of blood on the driver's mat. He claimed he had clubbed a deer to death, telling police, I'm a redneck, that's what we do for fun. But he had no deer with him. Police then traced his truck tracks back up the road towards the woods, and that's where they found the body of Lauren Leslie. She was a 15-year-old legally blind girl who had been raped and beaten to death with a blunt object. After his arrest, DNA linked Cody to three other murders of women in the area. However, given that he was born in 1990, he can't be linked to all of the murders, and so it's believed that the Highway of Tears and the many women killed along it is the work of multiple killers. How many exactly? No one knows. Number 1. The Original Night Stalker Many of you might not have heard of the original Night Stalker. Unlike Ted Bundy and other famous murderers, the serial killer and rapist doesn't have his face ingrained in popular culture. In fact, nobody even knows who he is. Also dubbed as the East Area Rapist, the Diamond Knot Killer, and more recently, the Golden State Killer, it's estimated that this unidentified maniac has raped more than 50 women and murdered 12 people all throughout Southern California in the years between 1979 and 1986. Many of his crimes went unconnected until they were tied together using DNA evidence, showing the killer's prolific crime spree. As the East Area Rapist, he preferred to attack women who lived in single-story houses and in middle-class neighborhoods. It is believed he studied his subjects before attacking them, gathering extensive information beforehand so he could pick the perfect moment to attack. He would often call his victims before and after the attacks. If someone picked up, he would either pretend it was the wrong number or sometimes openly threaten them. One such recording happened in 1978 when he called one of his victims and left the following disturbing message on her answering machine. After gaining confidence from these crimes, the killer soon escalated and began attacking and murdering couples. He would wait until late at night before entering the couple's home. Then he'd wake them up and threaten to shoot them if they didn't do as he said. The victims would be tied up using rope he brought with him, which he had a habit of tying in diamond knots, which is how he earned the nickname of the Diamond Knot Killer. He would then separate them and raped the woman in a nearby room. He often placed plates or breakable cups around the male, so he'd be alerted in case he managed to break free. To this day, all police have is a profile. They believe he is a white male who dresses well and would fit right inside an upscale area. He is possibly unmarried, or if married, has a submissive partner, and is intelligent and articulate, and possibly has a criminal record as a teenager that was expunged. They also believe he is a sexual deviant and might be familiar with military or police investigations. Currently, the FBI is still looking for him and has now offered a $50,000 reward for information leading to arrest or conviction of the killer. So there were five of the most sadistic serial killers still at large. The acts of violence these people committed is so insane that it's hard to believe they aren't works of fiction. Not only did they actually happen, but all of them are still out there, walking among us, every day. Thanks for listening, and remember to subscribe and check out Scary Mysteries on YouTube as well for additional videos. I'll see you next week.